Hey there, my name is Joe Keyport, and you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. This week's episode, I talked to local post-punk quartet Basketball Divorce Court. This band has been one of those acts that always comes up in conversation when talking about local music, and after four years, they're back with their debut full-length, Rebound. Not only is Rebound their first record, it's a true showcase of the group's writing ability as a band. During the interview, we dig into the growth they've had from forming Basketball Divorce Court out of necessity into a full, actualized punk act that you need to see live. It's Basketball Divorce Court, and they're right here on the Ear Coffee Podcast. Good evening. How's it going? We're good. Going good. Good to hear. Can we just uh, have everybody introduce themselves and kind of what they do in the band? Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. My name is Katie. I am the vocalist, screamer, whatever you'd like to call it, in the band. Yeah, I'm Elena. I'm the guitar player. I'm Derek. I'm the drum. Jack on the bass. And so first question I always ask bands is how do you describe basketball divorce court to people when they're like, usually it's like the family member or like your coworker. They're like, oh, you do music. That's cool. What's your band like? What's that like one sentence kind of like log line that you could kind of go to to try and either explain it away so you can move on with your day or uh, you just kind of want to describe it to them? (laughs) Oh, my how would I describe it? That's so funny that you asked that because I do kind of work in like a corporate setting, mm-hmm. which is totally like we have a song called Fuck Capitalism. <laughs> so it's very interesting. Try to keep it very brief and to say, oh, we're just a punk band that performs sometimes and leave it at that. So they don't ask like, oh, can we hear some of your music? And then they go to my Spotify and they're like, oh, kill all men okay so keep it very brief yeah gotcha yeah i'm pretty much in the same boat like i always you know i always have to ask off like time for work and everyone's always like oh what are you like asking time off for and it's like well i gotta go play a show with my band and they're like oh you're in a band what kind of band are you in and it's just like oh i'm in a punk band and they're like oh i'd love to hear your music and i'll be like no you wouldn't please (laughs) stop talking to me (laughs) yeah what about you guys jack and Derek? what do you guys say Mm, i like how elena described it last time it was more like a a non-description of it because then you get to create your own uh descriptive words for it but i don't know i I hear a lot of jazzy elements to it which i really mm-hmm. love at least like rhythmically speaking but that's all i mean that's all to it i mean i'm the bass so i'm just like the rhythm section so she's uh not speaking about the screaming or the lyrical content or mm-hmm. things like that <laughs> i'm with jack it's like a choose your own adventure type you know <laughs> yeah. choose your own adventure <laughs> come up with new phrases every time just to really throw people off yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I've said the wrong band name just so I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, please don't look me up. Please don't look me up. <laughs> and then they love, the they, love, they love nothing more than going on YouTube. 
And I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> That's even worse. That's audio and video. <laughs> <laughs> I love, there's a certain age of people who are like, oh, can I find your band on YouTube? And I was like, I mean, I guess, but I don't know why you would. <laughs> I know. My boyfriend's dad just asked me that. I was like, oh, yeah, it's on Spotify. And he's like, oh, I use YouTube. And I'm like, you know what? Dan, that's okay. <laughs> but I sent, I definitely sent one that's just the album cover and not like a video of us performing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. YouTube is like, you know, great for some things. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> So let's start off. Let's get some history about the band. Talk to me about kind of when did Basketball Divorce Court form? Okay, so Basketball Divorce Court kind of formed out of the shell of this previous band that me and our old bassist was in. Our old bassist was Adrian. Uh, He hasn't been playing with us for a couple years now. But um, we were in this previous band uh, in Iowa City, and that band broke up uh, for a lot of. Uh, it's a it's a whole story. I'm not going to mm. get into it here. But basically, um, we were left being like, well, we still want to like do music, but we're not really sure like how to go about it. And we were offered this gig to play at like this lamplight session, which was um, put on by the University of Iowa's like student org that like brought concerts to the university mm-hmm. so like they would like bring people there for homecoming and what whatever but they were doing like this session which is usually like acoustic sets and like coffee houses and this kind of thing but they were trying like this new thing where they were like well we want to get like a full band in like a different setting so they were gonna have us in like this burger restaurant that had just opened in town <laughs> Hell yeah. um, so we were just like yeah sure we'd love to play it uh uh, you know, agreeing to do this, having no band formed whatsoever. And like, <laughs> <laughs> so Katie, Katie and I and Adrian had all like known each other from like the sort of like, you know, close knit circle around that band that had broken up. Um, and then sort of just like as a joke, um, I had like proposed to Katie that she should be the vocalist in our new band. Mm. And she just kind of like went along with it even though, like, she'd never, like, really done any, like, musical thing before outside of, like, playing drums and, like, high school band or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so we just started, like, practicing. And, like, we we took, like, pretty much, like, the, like all the songs we played for our old band and just moved them over to this band and, like, came up with, like, completely different lyrics, a completely different vocal style where Katie would just, like, scream over, like, the instrumentals we already had. And then we played at that show at the burger joint and people liked us, which is really surprising. So then we just kept getting more shows and we just kept doing it. And then now it's just this whole thing that I can't escape from. (laughs) (laughs) We're in this together. Yeah. So true. Bestie. (laughs) That rocks. And so, uh, so Katie, you hadn't really done a lot of stuff with the music, but did everybody else, were they, were you all playing in bands and pretty active in the local scene there in Iowa city or. Um, yeah, me and uh, me and our old bassist, Adrian, we'd been in, like, two previous bands together, so we'd been, like, writing and stuff together for, like, a long time. Um, we'd been playing, like, a lot of the songs that are, like, 
on our first EP, like since like 2016 in different mm. bands. Um, I didn't know Derek until we needed a drummer and uh, someone in the local scene hit, a, hit us up to, uh, or they mentioned Derek to us and then we hit up Derek and Derek was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah. uh, I, I don't I mean I'd been in bands before but I never really like played any shows like probably played like one to two shows before being in basketball divorce court um but you know just been playing guitar for a long time before that but not really too in depth or anything gotcha played shows other than this <laughs> I kind of figured you had um but uh no, I've played. I've played in a lot of bands here before basketball. Um, there's a band in Iowa City, uh, Ghost Bummer. Um, we played like every weekend um, for a little while, for like about a year or so. Uh, and then before I moved to Iowa City, I was in like I was in several bands that hmm. played or whatever, and like all mostly friends and stuff. Uh, <coughs> what about Jack? Were you in anything? What'd you say? Were you in any band or were you doing anything? Um, yeah, like as a teenager, I was in a couple bands uh, with Derek. <laughs> <laughs> and then now I'm also in a band with Derek, but I'm also in another project with Derek. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the drummer of a lot of my friend group. So yeah. a lot of times they're like, hey, you want to start something? And it's kind of yay or nay for mm-hmm. me. <laughs> <laughs> I filled in for drums for one show for Derek because he got his finger bitten off by a dog. So the, that Wait, what? That happened, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when that happened, I put it in the jar. That rocks, kind of, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when we were like 14 or 15 or something. Yeah, 15. Yep. Gnarly. So I was supposed to play for Drumline, uh, do this band competition and you know they had to tell Derek can't make it today you know had a thing with a dog I don't know (laughs) (laughs) they like showed up at the house later that day just like oh my god are you okay I'm like I can't hardly think straight I just this hurts (laughs) and I'm like They're like, hey Jack, you want to play? Uh, it's it's uh, later tonight. You want to play? And they're like, you gotta learn hybrid moments by the Misfits. You gotta <laughs> learn. <laughs> Which I already knew the other songs because I was like, like a, like a fanboy that would sometimes <laughs> fill in or like play mm-hmm. rhythm guitar or bass. But uh, yeah, that was uh, the Muskrats. Um, <laughs> played in another project, Salmonella Lions. Um, mm-hmm. Again, all when I was a teenager. So yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> And Katie, was it pretty easy for you then to like move into like a fronting a band or was it like talk about that process? Because that's pretty intense because I mean, I play trombone and stand in the background and that's easy. That's hard enough for me some days. So I can't imagine being the person, you know. Well, it's funny you say that because, yeah, kind of like Elena said, like what happened was is like, you know, at the time, like when we had our old members, we, they were like talking or whatever. And I was just friends with them. Like I, I was just like hanging out with them. They're like, yeah, we really need a vocalist. And so like, I'm like three white claws deep and I'm just like, I'll do it. I don't care. I'll do it. And they're just like, are you, are you being serious? And I was like, yeah, my, my schedule is kind of free these days. So. <laughs> like, 
yeah, why not? And I went to the first practice and I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. I was petrified. And Elena was like, Katie, like low key to be in the band, you got to like say something. And I'm just like, you're not wrong. And then the next practice, um, like Elena and our old bassist came back with lyrics and they're just like, try these out. And so I did. And the rest is kind of history. I don't know. Like I kind of had stage fright, but then when I get on stage, it's just like everything feels so like just smaller, like around me. And it doesn't feel like I'm playing to, you know, it could be five people. It could be like 150 people. And I'd still play the same set because it's just like low key part of it is the lights like if i'm playing in a bar i can't see anything in front of me yeah so it's it's almost i almost like that better even though it gets so hot on stage but like at a diy show i'm 4 11 so i can't really see anyone past me the front row mm-hmm. anyways i can't see over their heads so it's kind of nice but i mean it does come with a lot of responsibilities too i mean like you know people always like, you know, like kind of want to like talk to you afterwards and ask you like the same questions. Mm. And it's like, you know, like you got to kind of go like, you know, I feel like I almost have a script for people now, like a polite script, <laughs> but it's like, and I hate to say that cause it's not that I don't genuinely appreciate it, but at the same time, it's like when like nine people are coming up to you while I'm just trying to talk to my mom at the gig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out yes, Karen I, Kelly. <laughs> shout out Karen Kelly. Yes, I do force my mom to come to my gigs. Like, it's just kind of like, oh my gosh, like, thank you. Appreciate it. Come to the next one, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, overall, I don't like to think about like it being just me as like the front woman. Of course, there is responsibility that comes with that. But like, I think all of us are very equal in the mm-hmm. band. And like, I really hope people treat it as such. Cause yeah, again, I know I'm the front person but you know it really is a collective gotcha and and so uh that 2019 ep what is a man uh was born out of a lot of the songs that existed from the band that basketball divorce court grew out of who wrote a lot of those lyrics then was it a mix of everybody or kind of how did that that process go well um so for our first show um we didn't have any lyrics prepared so like the day before (laughs) Um, me and our old bassist kind of just sat in like his bedroom and we're like, okay, we're just gonna come up with some random shit off the top of our (laughs) head and put this on top of these songs. So it's like for about three of them, I think, uh, were given lyrics through that method that would have been like kill all men, cowboy hat and, uh, hidden feelings, which I think really shows because (laughs) (laughs) some <laughs> those ones are a little brain dead because it's just like how many more of us die for the violence big iron around my waist because you know i've been playing lots of fallout new vegas <laughs> so that kind of shit yeah um but then like after that uh we kind of just gave like katie like free reign for uh writing yeah. all the lyrics well mine because i think so i wrote classic that was like probably the one that like i really put a lot of a good amount of energy in, but I know Elena and our old bassist did help me with that as well. Yeah. Um, we like, especially like with the chorus, but you did pretty much like all the verses and stuff by yourself. Yeah, yeah. It was just nice because you guys helped me like find what fit where, what syllables to use. Cause I've never really been a songwriter either. So it was like, 
you know, I kind of had to start from scratch. I didn't know what I was doing at all. And then I remember, right. Oh my gosh. The most, probably the most chaotic day of BBBC when we were playing a downstairs show at Gabe. So it was a free show and we got our new drummer, Derek, and I had never met Derek and Derek had practiced with, um, Elena and our old bassist and I met Derek when we were going on stage together so and at that same show I wrote the words to Segoy at the Mm. bar because I didn't have any words for Segoy and I was like I'm going to perform this in about 20 minutes I gotta figure something out and there was this guy at the bar that was I think kind of trying to like schmooze me a little bit and I was like sir I'm really stressed out right now I need you to leave I'm writing a hit song Please go. <laughs> so it was like I honestly have like the EP in a special place in my heart because it's literally like so chaotic and so brilliant at the same time and that'll always be our you know like our baby you know and so I got a lot of mad respect for it and at the same time it's like yeah I'm not trying to sing about being a cowboy anymore (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny to look back on and just be like oh this is why it's like that (laughs) it's only up from here (laughs) yeah well so then let's just let's dig into the record itself um so this would be then your your really your first writing process then as a band right how how was that and kind of talk to me about what was going into it as you were working on this project Well, we sort of, um, I guess what our writing process sort of came out to be was that, so like most of these songs got written after Adrian and I moved up to Minnesota away from Iowa City. And it like kind of gave us like this break time because Mm -hmm. when we were in Iowa City summer of 2019, we were pretty much like playing shows like every week just because people would keep offering them to us. And then we didn't have... (laughs) any reason to say no or didn't realize that maybe we shouldn't be playing a show every week but for whatever um so it was like all gas no breaks at that point um and then finally once we were separated for a little bit it was like okay well now we've got all this free time suddenly we just adrian and i would start like writing like these instrumentals and then we'd like you know, we would come back to Iowa for like some more gigs. And when we were there, like at practice, we'd like show them to everybody. And then gradually they started, you know, working their way into the set. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we had like maybe about like four of the songs that are on the EP, like pretty much finished, at least instrumentally wise before the pandemic. And then once the pandemic hit, there was even more time <laughs> to uh, start like writing music and like that kind of stuff. So then like, everything else also sort of um, came out and like just having uh, came out of having like um, just extra time to like sit around and like write music and like that kind of thing. And it was always just like a process of like Adrian and I would like come up with an instrumental. We would show it to each other. Um, Adrian and I both kind of like had this sort of competitive, combative, somewhat like writing process and like with the way we were like trying to like write like, parts to like impress each other sort of and then like if uh (laughs) we were suitably impressed then they would get sent to Derek and Katie and then they would do their thing over on top of it and then eventually we would have a song (laughs) yeah I just locked myself in my room for like three months and told everyone to leave me alone and wrote that album oh my gosh yeah no but that's how like it kind of works like 
kind of how I do my writing process is I write down, I basically use the structure of like A, B, A, B, C, A for songs, like just the basic structure. And so I'll write a song like that and then I'll get the instrumental and then I'll, I'll tweak it to obviously what Elena does and, you know, what Adrian did. Um, but yeah, so then I'll tweak it and I'll kind of put, um, I'll just, I'll rearrange some, like if there's six measures instead of four, you know, kind of slap some lyrics in. It helps me also mm-hmm. like push myself to be like, I like this thought and I don't want to move these lyrics around. How can I make this more dynamic? And also bouncing ideas off my band members like is a must. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of a process, but I don't like to give it such a strict structure on yeah. how to do it. I like to just do it naturally and how it feels. And, you know, if I need help, I'll ask for it. But yeah. And then um, Derek, what do you kind of do? Like, I just kind of come in and I don't know if uh, I'll kind of cash out a number of drum parts. Uh, I tend to come up with a couple of things I like. And a lot of times it's just kind of sussing out what I, what I like for the options. Um, and, you know, I, I, even on songs I finish, sometimes I'm even like, eh, I don't really want to play that there. I think we're going to change that up, you know? So yeah, it just depends. Not necessarily an ongoing process, but uh, at least until, I don't know, recorded or up mm-hmm. to being able to play, I'll just kind of mess around with whatever I got. Um, I'm always looking for other people's like opinions on what it sounds like or if it fits the vibe because it's like being a drummer. I just feel like it's um, you play to the song, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you have to you have to be you're the the baseline of the whole thing. Not not, not actually that's Jack, you know, but <laughs> but uh, you're the you're the the founder. Well, you're the metronome, exactly. Of the band. It's got to be the right feel, the right vibe, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, otherwise, just try to bring the energy to uh, and make sure we're all well, and like sometimes even push the envelope a little bit, make sure that we're going. Fast, fast enough because I know Katie Kelly go fast, so you know, <laughs> gotta go fast. <laughs> it goes so slow. Recently, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to take my inhaler before sets. It's so fast. Estrogen really, really fucks with your muscles, and you can't play fast punk music like you used to. <laughs> Jack, were you gonna say something? Mm, well. I've only played four shows so far. Mm. Um, it was a little bit difficult at first. I think I just had um, the songs that were on Spotify and then would listen to them and just kind of <clears throat> use my ear to figure out what was going on and show up to the show and play them. <laughs> so that's that's kind of been my process so far. But mm-hmm. me and Derek. Well, <clears throat> like, you add your own flair into it, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, like... Even though you weren't on the EP or the album, like you adjusted so well. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I just like that you add your own personality into the baseline, which I can tell. And I just really appreciate that because it's almost like you're writing your own kind of riff while staying with the song. Mm-hmm. And so you have just like this individual autonomy of what you're mm-hmm. doing and i really appreciate you doing that just showing my appreciation for <laughs> yeah you. no mm-hmm. thank you i was also gonna say um 
Elena and Adrian kind of outdoing themselves when they were writing the songs half the time. I just have to overcompensate and come up with something. <laughs> Adrian's just baseline. Like, Adrian yeah. would just would just come up to me and be like, I made the baseline as complicated as possible yeah. so I wouldn't be bored <laughs> while playing the song. <laughs> like, why? Like, I might have good ears to be able to pick up on it, but then I'll hear it and be like, there's just no way I can do those acrobatics. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, nice. Okay, so then talk to me about kind of the the, the themes and a lot of the topics because it 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 feels almost like, and you could tell me if I'm I'm wrong here. It at times feels like uh, the album is a almost a spiritual successor to what is a man because it handles a lot of the same things like the power dynamics even within capitalism and kind of self worth stuff and stuff like that. But it almost has a different level of awareness or kind of uh, a different spin on kind of these takes. So uh, talk about what was going on in, in your brains as you were kind of coming up with a lot of the, the topics and themes you find on these 10 songs. Well, I guess that's kind of a little bit of a me question, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, no, I was going through a time in my life when I was writing it, which seems kind of wild because it was like over a year ago that I wrote these songs, but I was just at a time in my life where I was trying to find a sense of myself again Mm. and reflect on, you know, what's happened to me and everything. But I didn't just want to make the album about my experiences. Like I got input from my band members and I was just like, what should I write about? And at one point I texted Elena and I was like, what do I write about? I want to stop writing about my shitty ex-boyfriends. It's too easy too easy and mm-hmm. elena was like why don't you just write a song about you being a bad bitch and that's how we don't say we don't use that word on barbie.com came to mm-hmm. life but you know there is a lot of like you know i have worked in a corporate setting i've been around many capitalist people and man i just wanted to write a song just for them honestly mm. i was like you know what yeah and that kind of goes along with like that's business and everything so that's business and fuck capitalism are kind of like sister songs mm. to me in a way but um you know there is one song on there so that like i think is actually my favorite although i don't know if we'll ever play it live because it is a <laughs> it's, it's it's astrology app mm. and that one <laughs> was what is that written on an offbeat basically oh yeah i was just like yeah so that song is about like since i have bipolar too Mm. and i was like you know i kind of want to share like what that experience is is like for me you know because i i just want to spread like spread awareness and you know i just want people to not think they're like alone in it because i felt alone for a long time so what's really cool in that song if you go and listen through it again is like it starts off really fast mm-hmm. which is more of like my manic episodes and then it just like i have this like super long loud scream and then it just goes almost just like you know not silent but it's very slow very Mm -hmm. somber and that's kind of like if i have some depressive episodes and everything so that song really means a lot to me and again i was struggling with that at that time and writing about it just made me feel like i could share my story 
And so, you know, on the EP, we just wrote a lot of kind of fun songs and everything, you know, like not taking ourselves too seriously. But then like with this album, I wanted to like pack a punch with it. I wanted to be like, no, we're more dynamic than that. We got this. We're growing as a band. And you can hear that through every single instrument that we that is on the album it's just everyone's grown exponentially and i think that i think that shares a story in and of itself of how we've grown as a band collectively and made it cohesive gotcha yeah, and i i agree it's listening because i uh, today at work i was listening to the back-to-back a couple of times and it's just such a such a, a fun maybe not fun is the right word but it's 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 such a a, a level up and a difference in such a a, a way that i i really appreciate so it's, it's such it a good record though. yeah it's so fun like it's i i have a special place in my heart for the ep and performing mm-hmm. the old songs but man i love performing the new songs <laughs> they're just like a little bit more dynamic and it just it it feels almost liberating performing them Whereas, like, if I'm just singing about being a cowboy mm-hmm. with a big iron around my waist, I can't really relate to that. Yeah. So it's like, I like singing about songs that it's like I'm putting all of this passion into, but I still have a lot of love for the old stuff that I don't want people to forget about. That, like, that's where mm-hmm. we started. That's where our roots are. So, like, yeah, yeah I, I say it's pretty fun. Yeah. There's a fair bit of a, a fair bit of, of of time between the release of 2019's uh, "What Is a Man" and this record. Uh, you did put out those three singles last year, um, kind of. So, were you pretty much? I mean, obviously, the pandemic put a whole stop. We can we can cut out like at least a whole year <laughs> in that whole process. Was, was there a reason you waited so long? Because it sounded like you you know you were you had a, some of these songs pretty early on from between you know the EP and what will be the new record. Yeah. Um, so honestly, it's like kind of just where we've been a little lazy because <laughs> um, we recorded the album in August of 2021. Okay. Uh, sh- shout out Abe, Abe Anderson for recording it with us. Yeah. Um, it was done in February of 2022. Um, and we were like, okay, we're going to like release these three singles um, and then just do like a drop. Um but we never ended up getting we never had a title we never had any album art um so we were just gonna be like we got to get those things before we can release it and then just time just kept moving on and on until like light last year Mm. like before katie got like her throat surgery we were just like okay we're gonna set a hard deadline Like, this is when it's going to come out. We're going to have everything done. And then we're not just going to be sitting on this for, like, another year. (laughs) I literally was, like, whatever day Gabe's, which is, like, one of the only, like, like, one of the the only venues in Iowa City to kind of play at. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I was, like, whatever day that Gabe's has opened for us on a Saturday, we are going to release the album the day before. So shout out Gabe's because they're the ones that kind of forced us to try to release this album the day before our album release show. We booked the album release show before deciding when to release the album. Wow. We're 
We are the most chaotic band I think you could find. It really is kind of like, you know, going back through all these like stories and stuff, it's like just very reflective of like the way we've always kind of just done shit. Or it's just like very cobbled together in last minute. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow they make it work. I don't I don't know. I love it. (laughs) Love that part of it. (laughs) Chaos neutral, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And and so then was it has it been Within rolling out the record, having those those three songs out already, is that kind of you know affected any of that stuff? Since you're just kind of like, we have these three songs, are we gonna are you gonna release more singles, or is it just gonna be like you know once you it gets to the seventeenth, is that you know we're just gonna get the whole record? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't want to. I mean, I think I can speak for everybody else. Where it's like, I feel like if we released any more, that's like a big significant chunk of the yeah. record that's already out. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and it's like, you know, I feel like, I don't know, maybe there's some precedence of, like, having singles out and then waiting to release. I don't know. I don't want to, to release be honest, anymore, like, to be honest. I, well, I think we released our first single in April last year. Yeah. And then we kept releasing, and then I kind of forgot. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, I forgot yeah. almost that we like needed to release the album, and then yeah, I had surgery on my neck, and then we couldn't play shows for a while, and you know, it it was kind of hard getting all together mm-hmm. too, and you know, I didn't want to book an album release show because I got my surgery in December, and then I was kind of busy. I think everyone was kind of busy for the fall. So I had to wait a couple months and I was like, okay, after I heal from my surgery, we're booking this. Mm-hmm. And so finally got the ball rolling a little bit. And we, I've been asked many times like, Oh, are you like going to release another single? And I was like, well, that'd be half the album. So <laughs> probably not, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, um, no, I mean like, uh, it just, it took a while, but honestly, like, it was kind of nice seeing how excited everyone was. Mm. Not that I wanted to torture them by making them wait or anything, <laughs> but like, but like, it was kind of nice to see like, Oh, these are some like actual like supporters and fans. This is crazy. Mm. Like, you know, it feels kind of surreal when you have someone like ask, like, I want to hear more of your music. And it's just like, why? No, I'm just kidding. But it's like, <laughs> But, yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, like, I do want to give, like, our supporters and everything the new album, and I want it to be, like, really spot on for them. I want them to feel stuff and everything. So I feel a little bad for releasing it late, but, like, better late than never, you know what I mean? Like, 11 months later. (laughs) I don't feel bad. It's kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It has its charm. Mm -hmm. It's pretty funny. I respect it. There's something about like sitting on a project and being like, I, I have this, but no one else can hear it. You can just come to a show, you know? Yeah, I've been I've been leaking like it. We've been leaking it to everybody <laughs> who pretty much asks though. Like I I had a I have I had made like a new friend like early last year who was like super into BBDC, which is weird. But um they were or they were like, um, hey, do you, can I just have the album? And I was like, sure. And then it was like Air <laughs> Birthday. So I made him a like cassette, like a homemade cassette tape that has the album and the EP on it. So like Abe had it for 14 months now at this point. <laughs> and no one else has had it. 
I think I leaked it to like, <laughs> I swear to God, like yeah. eight people within five minutes of getting it. <laughs> Uh, within five minutes of getting the masters back, it was like, "Yep, I'm leaking it." <laughs> so pretty sure, like, you know, half of Iowa City's oh, already yeah. heard it. I, I'm in this Discord group, and like, there's just like a Google Drive document in the Discord group that just has the masters in it. <laughs> if you want to go and listen to it, they're just there. <laughs> Get the official basketball divorce court bootlegs going around. <laughs> yeah, literally. She rocks. I do want to highlight a song, which is the album's closer. Um, looking at the track list that Katie sent me was either Iowa City or I See, which is like this, it's almost like a love letter to Iowa City, or like a, maybe not a love letter, but, you know, a, a farewell. That's what I meant to say. So talk to me about that song, because it's, it, it's quite, it's, I love it. I love a good album closer, and that one's a fantastic one. Well, first of all, thank you. Mm. And second of all, so... I have been trying to leave this godforsaken town for 26 years mm -hmm. of my precious life. And every, everyone else left, and I'm still here. And it's actually kind of a sequel to our song Classic. And I'd love for people to pick up on that. But, mm -hmm. like, in, in the song, I'm talking about, like, my mom. And I talk about my mom in Classic. And... You know, in classic, I'm just kind of like, I'm depressed. I'm really sad. I just want my mom. Mm -hmm. And in the Iowa City song, it's like, mom, you really taught me well. I don't want you to cry, but like, I gotta leave. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, and it kind of talks about her teaching me that it's like, I'm going to be okay. It's okay. And it is really just like leaving. It, it's mm -hmm. leaving. It's branching out. It's It's getting out. It's starting a new adventure but also like still appreciating my roots and the people who got me there and especially my mom so it's kind of just like i very much envy all of my bandmates who got out jack derek well jack you never came here lucky, <laughs> lucky, <laughs> you know, but, and elena but mm -hmm. yeah you know i, I do hold the Iowa city as, as a special place in my heart but i wanted to write a song about like you know what like it's time mm -hmm. it's time and i'm starting to like make moves to do that so just wanting to get all my ducks in a row but yeah i mean like i'm glad you think that because mm -hmm. you know that is one of like i wouldn't consider it a slower song mm -mm. but i wouldn't consider it like rar xd yeah. level so i think it's a good like i i think it's a great album mm -hmm. closer so i'm really glad you think that mm -hmm. too um you mentioned that you recorded this record with abe which shout out abe anderson we've already done it shout once but abe. he deserves it again talk <laughs> to so me cool. yeah talk to me about that process i'm assuming you all went out to the garage and and got to got to work yeah. out there and his... oh, oh yeah we definitely did it was really funny um when we you know first well we we originally were gonna record an ep with him mm. um in may of 2020 uh <laughs> Yeah, that obviously didn't happen. Um, so then, you know, we kind of just, you know, we had more materials. So we were like, well, let's just do an album and we'll record it with Abe since we were already talking about recording with him. So we hit him up to record and he was like, oh, yeah, cool. So it'll just like sound like your old stuff. Well, we can bang that out in like a weekend. <laughs> so we did. Um, I think like everybody came up for one one weekend. We went there. It was like two. Yeah. Two days, Saturday and Sunday in August. Um, we went there, did like all the instrumentals, did like pretty much all the vocals. Um, and then we just 
did another session with him in December where we did like some vocal touch-ups mm. and like, so it was a super fast process um, where pretty much we all had like everything done, like going into it. And um, yeah, it was like super smooth, super easy. Abe has a lot of really cool equipment <laughs> that was really fun to record with. Mm. It's like a lot better than the conditions we were then we bought better than the conditions we were recording the EP under, which was in my apartment's bedroom with like one microphone. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, the, it was just, it was so nice. He was so good. He had so many like good ideas for stuff and it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. He was definitely the best guy I've recorded with. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know. Very well, yeah, Derek, how was recording drums? You had to go first. Yeah, it was great. Drum set, for one thing. Um, uh, had a couple symbols for me to pick from. I used one of my own, but for the most part, I used. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, very, very, uh, very fluent. Uh, very uh, fluid. You know, nothing, nothing. Just flowed and free, free take of everything. We got it in those so. Without. I learned how to make a TikTok. <laughs> I had to YouTube how to make a TikTok, though. So while I was waiting for my turn for six hours, I had to <laughs> YouTube it. And I made a TikTok. And I don't know. It was, I, it was, a, it was something. It was something. <laughs> I, yeah, I pinned it to our profile. We got some of um, my favorite, you know, like, haters out there in the TikTok <laughs> comments. <laughs> they just don't like our one song. It's fine. People that get offended. But no, for real. It was like mm -hmm. one thing that was hilarious during recording is okay, in the song oops, we don't use that on Barbie.com mm -hmm. or use that word. And I don't think I'll ever <laughs> get that title right. I don't think I ever will. But um, it was so funny because I feel like Everyone like sat outside while everyone else was recording, and then when I was recording, everyone came in. Yeah, and, it was like, just to bully out. you. <laughs> and during that, and like I literally was like, I'm so scared. I don't really want to scream. And then I was just like, okay, you gotta stop, you know, being a little bitch and everything. And so I did it, but like in the in the song, um, like oops, we don't use that. We're on Bobby.com. In the beginning, like the lyrics are a little like. Loki, the lyrics are a little cringy on it. They're a little um, silly. They're a little funny. They're a little silly, a little funny. I mean, it's about me being a bad bitch. I can't take that too seriously. <laughs> and so there's like the beginning is like just a little like mm, like I listen to it and I'm like, that's such a good song, but I'm kind of being cringe right now. Mm -hmm. And when I was recording that, everyone kept laughing and I was like, you, you gotta stop, stop, because I'm gonna keep laughing. Cause this is so corny, mm -hmm. but I'm like, it's, it's gonna sound good, but like everyone just kept laughing and I'm like, listen, I know I am writing co like comedic gold right now, but like, <laughs> just give me like five minutes and then we can all laugh about it later. So it was just like, I got more nervous recording in front of like four people mm -hmm. than I did at our show at the turf club that had like, 150 people at it so it's like interesting to put that in perspective mm -hmm. when like recording because like all my bandmates are like my best friends and it's like i should feel the most comfortable with them and yet i was so nervous 
and I was like, this is just so wild. But it was like our first time, like, you know, yeah, like Elena said, we recorded in an apartment for the EP and in Derek's basement and we totally DIY'd it. Mm -hmm. But like recording with Abe, it was like, oh, this is kind of like. This is fun now. (laughs) Not awful. Yeah, and I was like, oh, someone else is doing stuff for us. This is kind of nice. <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, okay, Katie, you got to take this more seriously. Because, like, I just like to goof around mm-hmm. and stuff. But I was like, no, got to, like, be for real about it. Mm-hmm. So it was a very fun and very different experience than recording the EP. Gotcha. Uh, so speaking of recording or talking, continuing talking about recording, do you guys have a or do you have a favorite moment uh, that you th- look back on through the process of creating the record that um, you always kind of look back on? Is there something that really sticks out to you? I don't know. I really liked playing Abe's Rickenbacker. <laughs> Who doesn't? So, oh wow! <laughs> it was so nice. It's such a nice wow. guitar. Yeah, that's <laughs> like a dream. <laughs> I had to bring the mic down like a foot because I'm 4'11". So, yeah, I mean, not that that's like a big thing, but Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, my God. It reminded me of how, like, tiny I am, and yet I'm just like the screamer and everything, and it's like you'd never expect that, which I kind of like that element of surprise. (laughs) But it's like I wanted people to, like, I want to sound like I'm 5'3 on the album, not (laughs) 4'11". So, yeah, and, yeah and on on oops abe was like let's run the vocals through like the the early aughts like new metal filter <laughs> where it sounds like it's coming from a drive-through box mm-hmm. it was like so we like well so and funny. then oh my god one of my favorite moments of like recording <laughs> is when like um, there's like a part in astrology app and I don't know if you remember it, but it, I'm oh, saying yeah. like I'm going fucking insane mm-hmm. and I scream it really, really like long yeah. and then it breaks off into the like into the slow part and Abe made it so my voice sounded demonic. He like down pitched it. <laughs> it sounds like it was like undisturbed or something. <laughs> I was literally just like, this sounds like it's out of like haunting in Connecticut. Like I was like, I sound like an absolute demon and I low key kind of liked it, but I was like, no, 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 Katie, don't get all, don't get that silly with it. (laughs) But yeah, Derek, I was like, do you have any memorable moments from recording? Uh, Just showing up pretty much like uh, uh, it was a nice Set up. It was really nice set up. The, 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 the yard was hanging out and shit. So the yard was, was so nice. There was, a place, there was a playground. There was like a little playset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the place that it was just kind of a cool. Like the morning of showing up was just like oh, really pretty, and I was kind of like, damn, this is uh, this where we're recording. Yeah, it's nice. You know. My favorite part um, was like. Oh my God, walking into Abe's family home. Like if we had to use the bathroom or something and seeing all the family photos of Abe and they were just really wholesome. And I was like, I'm recording this angry punk album. And then I walk into this very like cute little like home with Mm -hmm. a bunch of like family photos and like Abe's mom is so nice. (laughs) And everything was like, do you need anything? Do you need any water? And she was going to like a little festival downtown and stuff. And was just like, just like, like an absolute sweetheart. Mm. And so, yeah, it was just like, 
I don't know. It was honestly like better than I could have expected for recording. I was doing it with my best friend. So, you know, what better than that? Of course. Um, and so I only have a few questions left here. So, uh, do you, could, do you have any kind of that wrap? I should say that wraps up, uh, all of the questions I have about the album and just kind of a few final kind of wrap up questions here, which are, um, who, do you have any, you know, favorites of yours, like whether they're bands, both local and, you know, national that you want to kind of shout out or you've been listening to or, um, okay. I'll go first. We should all say so, but, um, I, so a lot of my inspiration comes from Rage Against the Machine. Like, I like Rage Against the Machine. I like Idols. I kind of like, I like Pink Shift. I really have a special place in my heart for people who are just vocalists and don't play an instrument. Because I always get that. I'm just like, they're like, they're like, oh, what do you play? And I was like, oh, I'm the vocalist. And they're like, okay, and what instrument? And I'm just like, voice. uh, Yeah, and I'm just like. Uh, vocal cords and so it's like i do really have a special place in my heart for you know like people like who are just vocalists and because like you kind of have to bring the energy like Mm -hmm. you can't just stand there and stuff which i like you know sometimes i catch myself doing that and i'm low-key just like i'm too out of breath for this right now uh i need to exercise but also some like local bands that i have like a lot of love for. I really love Bugsy. Mm-hmm. I think Bugsy mm-hmm. is a great band. They every single time I've seen them, they just blow me away. And I know we played with them, you know, mm-hmm. um, in June. Um, I I do have a lot of love for the band Grandma. <laughs> I'll give them a shout out. I know, um, but no. Um, yeah i've just been very and like we actually played with um this band called barnacle at our last show and honestly like they blew me away i didn't know what to expect and i was like this is awesome this is really great so shout out barnacle i think they're a great local band oh sick i'll have to check them out yeah you definitely yeah definitely should they're a really good band live and everything they're just yeah they're mm-hmm. they're amazing yeah, I, I like the plot too when we played with them. I thought they were pretty tight. Um, I don't know how old they were. They looked like they were kind of past some kids. So, you know, get on I them. I think they were getting out there. younger because it was an all ages show and I think they were a little bit younger. So, yeah. And we played with Civil Decline. Mm-hmm. I think they're kind of a younger band. And I appreciate that because we started out like, you know, I was 22 when we first started this. So, like, I have a lot of appreciation for bands that start younger. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, Civil Decline Sick, we played with them at House of Pain, which is the house yeah. venue that uh, uh, Kyle, formerly of Breathe and Repeat, or of Breathe and Repeat, I don't know if they're still around, uh, mm-hmm. runs. But Yeah, yeah. Well, Derek, what are, do you have any bands that like influence you on the drums? I like the, as far as like, you know, bands that, uh, you know, probably most people know, uh, like, I like the, you know, the Mars Volta, I mm-hmm. a lot of inspiration from John Theodore, the drummer. Um, I uh, kind of rip off, not a lot of shit, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's right, I'm going to do that. Uh, 
you know, that's what it, good get Mark. I feel like good musician, you know, stuff. But you know, whatever. Um, you know, it's just it's impossible to do everything all original all the time. You know, um, but I love like James Brown and you know that just just keep laying down the beat, uh, make sure that everything's like tight and ready to go. You know. Uh, um, Far as well, obviously like rage a lot, mm-hmm. um, especially like those big, bigger beats, like especially like the newer album, hitting, hitting towards those like, uh, breakdown bits. I'd say uh, that's kind of kind of in that direction. Um, definitely a big influence. I, I love hip hop, so that's you know is right there. Um, mm-hmm. I was like local bands. I know uh, like. There's so many. I'm trying to keep track of all of them. I did like Barnacle quite a bit. Uh, Civil Climbs. Um, there's a band that I've been meaning to play with. Uh, Animals on LSD. They're like they're so really good. one of their 16 or 17 or something. So they can't like play bars and shit. But uh, you know, shout out to Animals on LSD. <laughs> Are they a Des Moines band? Yeah, yeah it's like sludge, like a sludge metal uh, band oh, for Des Moines. That's, yes. Uh, shout out to Haploid, like the Des Moines music scene. I was scene just about to say Haploid. I was Haploid. just about to say that. Yep. Haploid, uh, Crooked Taurus, Poly Mall Cops. Just Poly Mall Cops. I was just going to plug too. a bunch of Des Moines. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in as far as you guys were saying with Barnacle and just seeing like younger uh, kids that are making music now, it's the same stuff me and Derek did growing up. It's just like the greatest to see it and they killed it they were like just took the audience with them it was insane it was just such a good set and every time i play in minneapolis it's uh getting to see so many like civil decline and mm-hmm. barnacle and grandma and um it, it is a uh, bugsy blew me away every time i've seen him twice now and just like just makes you feel oh it just mm-hmm. kills me every single time it's just so like emotional and sad and just a uh, <laughs> great great performance and uh mm-hmm. Tons of great bands on both sides, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, and of course... <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> You'll have to bleep that, because uh, we, we don't allow it to be mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> it's the ongoing bit. Um, well, cool. Uh, I appreciate you sharing. Uh, oh. yeah. Wait, Elena, did you share oh, yours? You? Oh, I have no idea. Um... <laughs> I don't know. Shout out, shout out Iowa City bands. Shout out Early Girl. Shout out Rational Anthem. Shout yeah. out Penny Peach. Uh, uh, most of the bands we played with in 2019 aren't around anymore, are they? Oh yeah, Careful Gaze. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they're besties. Yeah, they're playing your album besties. release show, right? They yeah. are. Yes, and we have some plans with them in the future too. So that's exciting. Shout out uh, in the attic. I think they're still around. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of new bands. Bouquet. <laughs> Bouquet. Yeah, they're killing it lately. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, here, where can people, if they want to learn more about Basketball Divorce Court, see where you're playing shows, kind of connect with y'all online, where can they do that? Instagram. Instagram go, is our main one. Don't go on Twitter. The Twitter is locked because I won't delete a tweet. <laughs> That Elon says needs to be deleted. <laughs> the Facebook's all right. Derek runs that yeah. one. <laughs> the Facebook's fine. <laughs> it's yeah, Derek dead. Runs the Facebook. 
That's why there's nothing. <laughs> That's why there's nothing on there. Um, but yeah, no. Okay. On real talk, I do run the Facebook. And so like, if like, you know, anyone ever needs to DM us, I can look at the Facebook one, but Instagram it's at B-Ball Divorce. Um, and so that's where we're most active on. That's where we share everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we post a lot on our story. We try to make as many posts as possible. We just announced today that we're playing AD35 in Des Moines, uh, the festival. So that's super exciting. So if people want to keep up with us, um, that's definitely where it's at. Um, and we're on all streaming services, even Apple Music. I know. <laughs> so... Yeah, no, but Instagram's definitely our number one. Well, wonderful. I appreciate you guys taking some time to chat with me here today. Congrats on the new record. It's fantastic, and I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. The Ear Coffee Podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name. If you like this episode, please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts. You can follow us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ear Coffee. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.